Welcome everybody back to the second part of my coffee talk with Joel Harrison from B2B Marketing. My name is Uwe Seebacher and I'm happy to be your host. Joel, you said marketing is terrible at marketing itself internally. What does that mean? It's about understanding your audience as well. You know, again, it's about, it's a basic about marketing. You know, you need to talk to your boss's agenda, um, need to know what, know what your boss, and it applies to everybody at every level of marketing, understand what is on your boss's agenda, not what's on your agenda and how you can make that relevant to them. Um, and you know, that's, that's very hard to teach. You just, you either pick it up and you succeed or you don't. And it's taken me a long time to pick it up, by the way. What would it take uh, to get our people more in the position that the organizations be get uh, in the situation or that we have more CMOs on the C level responsible for marketing and not operation managers who then have to uh, work towards the agenda of their boss who then again has a technical background. I mean, because it all links together. Once you're able yeah. to argue and to play it and talk the C level language, then it helps you. But what do we need to do as a part of an organizational change to get into the status uh, to have more CMOs? I, th I think, I think what, I think it's beholden on the individual marketer to, to be aspirational and to seek to, to, to drive change for themselves. And the point I was going to make before is I don't, to further to your, first, your earlier point around education, that varies hugely in different companies. Um, and the, but what every individual can do is educate themselves and they can do things like reading your book, for example, which I know will be excellent because I know, you know, you're a very intelligent guy and I've got a very fantastic grasp of B2B marketing. So it'll be an excellent book. So doing things like that, understanding broader context, understanding how different functions work. And I, I, I'm remind, I'm, and, and that is, again, it's, it, it is no, I think there's a, a, a magic bullet that will change all of this. It's about an individual a, 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 understanding where they need to get to and aspiring to that and, and having the belief that they can do it. But I think if you look back 10 years ago, it was very hard to see that it could happen, but it can and it will. And I, I think that um, to your point earlier on, there, I'm very much reminded of um, one of our leaders, our senior our members who is a senior marketer, talks about, um, I don't know if this translation, this, this expression will translate effectively, but she says she doesn't know very much about anything. She knows just enough to be dangerous about lots of different topics. So she, she knows, she knows a lot, enough about what the ex executional team are doing, but she's more focused on what's going on above her and what's going on on the other functions of the business. So she can, she can create, a, 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 a knit the functions together and, and perform the role of marketing in the best possible way. She doesn't need to be a detailed person about what marketing is actually doing on a day-to-day -day basis. She, get, she lets her team get on with that. regard to that where do you see the marketing organizations in the future what do we need to change will we see new job profiles new roles uh, how do you see that change or how do you see the marketing organization like in 2030 i think what we're seeing for the future is various trends which are impacting on how marketing functions are structured in the, in the us we're definitely seeing a lot less use of agencies, a lot more use of insourcing and building internal teams. Um, you know, and that's, uh, that's impacting on how agencies work. It's impacting on the nature of what a marketing team function looks like. I'm seeing um, a growing number of internal agencies and creative directors within internal functions. Um, so having, and so, having a, so there's, that, there's that creative bit, which was previously the kind of mad men, smoke and mirrors, creative, wacky stuff 
that's coming in-house. Uh, technology, as you say, is, is becoming increasingly important and having a means to manage that is becoming critical. You can't just uh, let the digital market, the person who's least afraid of technology run it, you have to have a special, a, a, a special functions for that. And so we're seeing um, the rise of marketing operations functions and then blurring in with sales operations functions, so development of revenue operations. Um, will there be new roles? Undoubtedly. AI will enable some certain things to happen. Um, there was, I think that the, uh, a lot of technologies that are emerging now allow marketers a lot of the analytical burden off the internal marketing team and allow marketers to get on with things which they are, which they are, which human beings are best at, which is a kind of understanding nuance and, and bias psychology and then building messaging around that. Um, so I think it will continue to evolve. I think there will be a blurring of boundaries um, with sales probably more. Um, you'll see internal and external teams become um, much more collaborative and le much less us and them. Um, and, and I believe if marketing can continue to do all that, it will have a greater and greater um, sense of clout and uh, importance within the organization. You a little bit touched the topic of IT. We have different articles on the MarTech 8000 recently published that between 2011 and 2020, the number of available products uh, grew from 150 to over 8000. What kind of role does IT play in, in your future marketing landscape? And will we in the future see marketing operations guys coming from IT or still from business economics and creative uh, backgrounds i think that i don't think they necessarily come from creative backgrounds but i think that they are they need to be marketers with a technology um with a, with, a, with a with a technological competency um there is a there was a a few years ago some of the big technology companies were suggesting that the role of the tech function the it function in the organization would roll back almost completely from marketing but I don't think we're seeing that at the moment. I think we're seeing it actually going possibly the other way. But there is a, a growing requirement to have people who, under, who are marketers first and foremost, leading on the, the deployment and the use of, of technology and, um, and, and treating it strategically, not like um, an ad hoc purchase, which is one of the problems which we've had before. Uh, and and it, it's, it's too easy to, make, to make, get excited by shiny new things and, and deploy them without a clear strategy. Uh, talking about B2B marketing, a paradigm shift is going on. Now, and, uh, the CEOs are asking, what is in for me? Why should I invest? What do you think uh, will happen to organizations uh, maintaining and keeping up the old model as the um, coloring marketing department? I mean, there's always a little bit of, um, write, do me a, write me a brochure. There's always a little bit of that. And I think that marketing needs to, be flexible enough to respond to the needs of the business but not be but not but more often than not be be driving what the business should need and questioning it um, and I just think if you're in that one of those marketing functions where you're treated like that you should leave get a new job unless you're happy in that situation I mean a lot of this in, in the past you know again when we started the the, the company in the nearly, nearly 20 years ago now I can start saying that god that's terrifying um, Congratulations! <laughs> Lucky. Um, it, it the the people some some of the people that ended up in marketing were there because they weren't good enough to do anything else, mm. and that has changed. 
people are going in B2B companies, that is. Um, B2C was seen as the exciting, sexy, dynamic world. Mm -hmm. But now the, you're getting people in B2B who are really genuinely world class and are there because they've made a positive decision to be there, not because they haven't, because the company doesn't want to sack them because they're because they don't they they they're moving people out of being a secretary or out of being an events person into marketing. What will happen to industrial companies remaining to stick to the old marketing model, only delivering projects and events and not taking advantage of the enormous power and potential of modern B2B marketing, order intake, demand generation, lead nurturing, will they die? They'll die. I really believe they'll die. We're living in, whether we like it or not, we're living in an age of disruption where people are um, aggressively finding new ways to do things and that, that is killing old industries. And you only have to look around there's so many examples of it, you know, and it's, all, and it's all the stuff that's coming out of the coming out of the west coast of the USA, but it's also coming. There's huge tech pockets, and I'm sure there's one in Vienna, and there's, there's certainly one. There's a very big one in London. People are looking for new ways, new and cheaper and quicker ways to do things. And if you're not part of that, then then you can't expect to be around very long. And it's no respecter of brands. We had a recent a big article in one of the leading German magazines titling uh, the Netflix industry. If you think of equipment as a service that you, for example, buy a filter or a separator, a big machine, you don't buy it anymore, you just lease it or rent it, or you buy a pump uh, in regard to the amount of water you're using. Do you think that Amazon, as they're now already publishing books from the logistics centers and then shipping it directly to the clients, that M the Amazons in the world will in the near future, produce pumps, separators, uh, filters uh, with their 3D printing technology and or spare parts and then ship it to the world and so they will also disrupt the conventional uh, industrial manufacturing industry? I don't know if it necessarily be Amazon, um, but somebody will. Why not Amazon, the Alibabas? Uh, maybe Alibaba. It's, I think it's, uh, you know, Amazon... Um, Amazon, what, what Amazon did to um, web hosting and you know uh, web services and domain, all that stuff is is with that with AWS is uh, you know completely destroyed, you know disrupted a very established industry and did it very successfully. Um, I guess it's more about Amazon's role as a marketplace, as you say, for other for other organisations who want to disrupt, which is like Alibaba. Uh, so somebody somewhere will find a cheaper way of doing it, and whether they do it under the Amazon brand or do it another brand, I, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, there, there is obviously. A great example from our awards a couple of years ago of a company that, that set out to, uh, I, I'm not going to quote, going to reference this possibly, but um, they set out to, to market bottle manufacturing better and they wound up um, suggesting that the whole industry changed and that the bottle, the, the, the manufacturers moved the bottling glass making plants next to the drink or the, 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 the content creation companies because of the, the speed time and the, the lead time and it was the it was all the issue around transportation of different products what was easier and so it completely disrupted this whole area and that's you know that's quite an it's not a complex product like an industrial pump but it's it's an example of where a relatively old-fashioned stagnant industry has been changed quite dramatically by a marketing-led initiative 
designed at cutting cost and, and not being not respecting the way things were done in the past because we're seeking to drive the maximum amount of efficiency out. Joel, last but not least, anything you would like to share with our listeners, our community in regard to the book and to B2B marketing and the future we're uh, looking at? Well, I, I, I think that um, I don't want to talk, I don't want to use this as an opportunity for, for flagrant self-promotion. Um, you know, we, uh, we hope you, if you're interested in learning about B2B marketing, hope you come to us. Um, we, we, we take it very, very seriously. You know, I just think, I think the, the most important thing to say is I'm, I'm delighted that people like you, Uwe, are, are taking time to write, to write stuff that people can read. And I know it'll be intelligent and, and considered and really helpful and inspirational. I think the, the one thing we can all do is learn, is spend time to learn because it will further our careers and, our, and our, enrich our lives. Um, and I, don't, I really believe there's never been a better time to be a B2B marketer. It is, as a profession and as an industry, it is change beyond belief and it will continue to change beyond belief and it will offer a huge rewards in terms of um, satisfaction and, and, and all the financial and you know, work-related benefits that, that ensue as well. To, if you, for those who are prepared to take the opportunity and go the extra mile and educate themselves and uh, understand what's going on and where it's changing, um, it's a great place to be and, and I wish everyone who listens to this and reads your book, success. Great words from a great person. Joel Harrison joined us today from B2B Marketing in London. This was Uwe Seebach. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned. And I'm your host. I can't wait to be back. Goodbye. Goodbye.